Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, the no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach the Coach Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Rose Cork with Rose Cork Coaching. Welcome, Rose. Thank you so much, Lee. It's great to be here. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about who you serve and how you're doing it. Well, yes, I can. I'm, I'll start just by saying that I came to coaching as a result of uh, having had a couple of creative businesses myself. And so when I closed my last one a few years ago, I decided it was time to bring the, what I had learned from my, from my creative businesses and, and serve other women uh, as I moved forward. So a few years ago, I launched my coaching business and I serve um, successful professional women and helping them to really uh, move into their greatness and overcome the obstacles that can tend to be, stand in our way as we are, as we are you know, becoming who we're meant to be in life. So your backstory includes um, kind of the creative field. That's how you. Um... Yes, I, I was kind of a unique mix of creativity and business savvy. I I had a, a, a commercial interior design firm for 20 years. And then in my um, in midlife, I, I left a, that very successful business that I created because I had a longing to really follow a dream. And that dream was to create beautiful textiles. I come from a family of women who worked with their hands and made beautiful textiles. And so, you know, I I walked away from a six-figure job and a seven-figure business that I had created to launch another one and to follow this dream of becoming a, a textile artist. And it took another 15 years or so before, you know, of really making that work. But um, so that's what I launched into then my second career was that prior to coaching. And uh, so I used to make uh, hand dyed women's clothing that I sold to women around the country, actually around the world. Now, when you're pursuing a creative venture like that and and um, becoming an artist, in essence, are you is there a lot of doubt? In that, is there is this a leap of faith, or is this something you just yeah. believe in, just wholeheartedly, and say, "I have to do this"? Is not a I'd like to. This is a must do. Well, you know, I I, I tell my clients now that you don't have to uh, to leave a paying job and leave a marriage. You might, but you don't have to in order to follow your dreams. And so I I sort of did what a lot of people don't do, which is I you know I I. I launched, uh, I, I left something very successful and I followed a dream because I had it. And it was a dream that just wouldn't let go of me. And so, um, and a lot of, so for me, it was about honoring this calling and if, if you will, and going through a pretty, um, pretty lengthy process of uncovering who I was and covering who, who my women were, who my clients were, who my ideal, uh, who my ideal clients were and following that journey. 
And so, but it has been the most, it was the most rewarding thing I ever did outside of having children, but it was incredibly rewarding because I was able to um, really dig deep and find out kind of what I was here for. And so um, that is something that I help women do today as a coach. So now a, a woman's out there and they have this kind of yearning, but they don't know how to maybe identify it or how, how can they kind of discern like uh, something that's going to be kind of, I don't want to say a fad in a negative way, but something that it sounds good today, but it may not be kind of lasting. How do you discern that kind of momentary kind of yearning for this calling? Well, I think that what I see is that uh, that first you need to go through a process of what I call creative recovery. And you, you almost have to, to go back to the roots of what was important to you as a child, what, where you would get lost in things that where the hours would just fly by. And yes, so that is a process where, frankly, on your own, it's pretty challenging to trust that and say, what do I do with that? And so what I love to do is help women go through that process because uh, I hold the space so that to honor that creative journey of diving deep into what you're longing, what your needs are, what what really lights you up. And so it's not something that um, that you do and you say, okay, I, I have a career, I'm going to go in this direction. You, it's not a linear process. And so there's a lot of trust that's involved in this process. There's a lot of um, trusting yourself and trusting just the creative journey. And uh, so it's pretty, it's very rewarding. And yes, it's very scary. <laughs> now, somebody told me something a while ago. Uh, I don't know if you, you've run across this type of thinking, but when a child is super young and they, uh, they go into a classroom, maybe kindergarten or even younger, and they say, who's an artist? Every kid raises their hand, but by like third to fifth grade, oh. if you ask the same question, maybe the one kid that can draw well raises their hand and everybody else kind of self-selects out. Do you find that that kind of confidence gap exists when people talk about creativity or their own creativity? Absolutely. You know, I think we have a really disjointed view of creativity because every human being is creative. I mean, we are all creating our lives every single day. And so, um, unfortunately, our culture doesn't honor this creative process. And, and the, those with, uh, who can draw really well, for example, like as you, as, as you described, are the ones that are sought out. But the creativity is a way of thinking. It's a way of being. It's a way of looking at the world. And so if keeping that creative spark alive, and it's never dead, you can always reignite it in, at, at any stage of your life. And that's really this broader expression of creativity that I just love to share with people in the world. So what are some ways that a person maybe uh, can reignite that spark of creativity in their lives? Well, uh, as I was talking about creative recovery, some of this is almost like an archaeological dig. You, you need to go back a little bit and find it. Remember, like what lit you up when you were a child? Because as you said, at, at a certain age, everyone is an artist and children know that they're artists. So it's kind of going back to that artist aspect of ourselves, that childlike part of ourselves, which maybe some of us are not that comfortable with, but 
it's it's doing creative exercises to remember what was done. It's um, it could be taking a class. There's a ton of free online courses these days. So it's reaching out of your comfort zone and experimenting with something that doesn't have an end result. You're not trying to find a new job or a new career or make money at it. You're just exploring. So it's kind of turning on your curiosity juices. And this will then benefit you in every aspect of your life, in your work, at home, your creative problem-solving abilities. It's truly amazing what creativity can do to light you up. Now, do you find that, like you mentioned, the uh, the pressure of culture or the impression that culture kind of puts upon people, that that is is kind of limiting their creativity in ways because they're they're kind of keeping track of maybe the wrong metrics. Like you said, uh, art for art's sake is a worthy pursuit, but um, people are saying, well, uh, nobody clicked on that or nobody liked that when I posted that picture I took or that art I did. So I'm going to kind of stop doing it because nobody likes it. Well, you know, as I say about everything, every, every, it's an inside job. And so it's, you really need to um, learn to turn inward and find out how you feel yourself. So that, you know, taking a photograph in beautiful nature and sure posting it, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to share that, but it's the process, the actual experience of being creative that that's the part that lights you up. So it's um, learning to kind of unplug from what other people think, getting approval from others and going on this inside journey of what lights you up and what makes you feel good. So it's, um, and it's an interesting thing because when you, when anyone does that and you create something, others will notice in various ways because people can tell when people are lit up. And so, uh, you know, um, I used to, uh, when I was designing my clothing, I would be wearing clothes and I, that I had hand dyed myself. And frankly, I did not want to become a fashion designer because I just thought it's a whole new profession. I'm in midlife. I don't have time to learn this. And people kept coming up to me and literally buying the clothing off my back. And so I finally sort of succumbed to it, but I, I was, um, I was uh, seen whether I wanted to be seen or not, because I was following my, my path and my heart and my, my creative journey, but everyone's is totally different, which is what is so amazing. So let's talk a little bit about what it's like to engage you as a coach. Um, what is uh, kind of the struggle that your clients are having where uh, the, I got to call Rose call comes in? Well, you know, I think the fact that what I see in with with women, because I work with women who are, you know, maybe over 40 generally, but they have done they have done all the they have all the credentials. They've they've followed the trail. They've you know, they've done the right things. They have uh, they've got the training, the certifications, the degrees, and they look great on paper and and somehow many for many women they still it's just not enough because they know that they're meant for more and so it's finding that it's getting to that place where the desire to be who you were meant to be in life is greater than the desire the need for security or to keep things status quo 
you know, many of us don't want to upset our the apple cart. We want to we want security, and we can still have that and seek and explore and expand our lives in ways, particularly in midlife, that will end up rejuvenating us and lighting us up for many more new things that can come if we. Re- reignite this, this, these creative juices I'm talking about. So that's why a lot of women come to me. Um, they could come to me because they already, I have some creative entrepreneurs who already have a business and they want to, I have, since I've had several successful businesses, I can help them with that. And the challenge there is keeping the, the, the joy of creativity alive while you build a business, which is no small feat. And the other aspect is maybe helping women find find these places what they want to pursue in life and to get to so that they can find what their calling is and and maybe maybe they leave their job, maybe they don't. Maybe they find ways to just up-level themselves and the work that they already have. That's very, very possible too. So there are many ways that I work with with women. So now what are some of the the questions that you ask your client, uh, maybe in that first call, what are some of the mm-hmm. things that you cover in the first call to see if it's the right fit? Mm-hmm. Well, I ask them what is missing in their lives. And most people are, are, if they make a call like this, they're generally able to say that something is missing. So we're looking at for the gap between where they are now and where they want to be. And so you, most people have some sense of that. They know where they are. They know where they want to be. So something in the middle is missing. And then I often ask, what are the obstacles to, to getting where you want to go, to achieving this place of this way of being, this thing, this goal that you have? So you look at the obstacles. What's in the way? And then I usually ask something like, if you were going to make, wave a magic wand, what would your life look like? paint me a picture of what would be just so amazing if you had a life like this. And then they're able to begin to sort of, uh, because I give space for this, I give space to have them put words to things that maybe they don't even know to talk about. And, and I understand this. I kind of live in this, (laughs) this place of, uh, you know, imagination and um where because exploring these areas is really of great interest to me and i love helping women achieve their dreams now are the women that work with you are they kind of in a creative path right now and they just kind of want to you know kind of immerse themselves more or they maybe not in a creative path and they feel that that creativity is has been kind of um pushed down and they want to kind of awaken it both. I work with both because because I've been known as a creative. You know, I have uh, our clothing line used to be on the Grace and Frankie show, a Netflix show. Uh, you know, I had I was in department stores. I was in boutiques. So a lot of people know of what I used to do. And so they say, well, Rose, you know, created a successful business using a creative path. And so they know that. So there are some women who seek me out for that reason and others just um, because they just know that there's more in there and that I love to go to this place of expansion and creativity and helping people, helping people really uncover what, what a possible direction could be 
we, I talk about up leveling, you know, it's sort of an acceptable term in the corporate world where you up level, you up level a position, you up, up level yourself in order to apply for a position. And in a sense, that's what I help women do is to up level themselves so that they can um, remove the obstacles that are in the way it's a mindset issue. I call, my, I call myself a mindset and creativity coach. So the mindset piece, you have to look at before you put a plan together, because you need to know what are the obstacles to achieving everything you want in your life? Because I truly believe that everyone can achieve what they want in their lives. But there are, we all have mindset issues. Our mind plays tricks on us. And we have beliefs that get in the way of of our greatness. And so my work is sort of a twofold process of working on the mindset issues to help clear the way for the vision or the dream that is to be fulfilled. Now, can you share a story of maybe uh, one of the people you work with that you were able to uh, help them kind of maybe unblock or take their life to a, a new creative level? And obviously don't name names, but maybe just sure. kind of share the kind of the story. Sure. Um, a creative entrepreneur came to me and she already had a, a certain creative business and she had been moderately successful. She taught classes. Uh, she, she lectured. She uh, was, very, was passionate about her work, but she could not convey to her, to the public, what her work was about. There was this big gap between the passion she had for her work and other people getting it. And so she didn't have, she was really considering closing her business and she was stuck. And so we, we spent uh, our first time of working together, really working on her mindset issues and what was in, what were the obstacles in the way of her, uh, prosperity. She had some fears of oh, being visible. This is a very big one for most women. In fact, many, many women is, and when I say visible, it means, oh, showing up on the internet, uh, being seen and stating who you are in a powerful, clear way. Uh, there's a lot of fear of visibility among women for many, many reasons, which we don't have time to get into. But so we worked on her fear of visibility and so that she was able to even trace it back to some childhood issues and really recognize that she was ready to show up strong and beautiful and clear and powerful. And so she began to have a much stronger message out on social media, which is where she found her clients. And so with the mindset issues changes, she, we then put together a marketing plan and created a marketing plan that, so that she was able to um, build up her email newsletter. She started doing Facebook lives. She uh, accessed the, the clients that she had, the contacts she had on both LinkedIn and Facebook. And she, her business um, tripled in the time that we worked together. So, and, and she, most importantly, more than the money, as important as the money was that she, she found her passion. I mean, she re-found her, her confidence and her passion and in her testimonial, she talks about going from a self-doubting entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur to a, a powerful, confident 
entrepreneur. So um, she was a, she's, and she's still an ongoing client of mine. So. Wow. That must've been very rewarding to hear those words. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's just, it's really rewarding to share the knowledge I have and be of service to others at this stage of my life. Now, any advice for the coaches out there that are making a transition from uh, being a, not a coach, but just maybe a practitioner or entrepreneur to now sharing some of that knowledge uh, with others and kind of helping other people kind of forge the path to success? Well, I'll tell you, having been a business owner, a successful business owner of two seven-figure businesses prior to starting my coaching business, I actually thought it would be a no-brainer for me. Uh, I will say that I was a little overconfident in terms, not so much of the of the content that I can teach and coach on about, but more about the business of coaching. I frankly was not a really aware of the business of coaching and the coaching program that I participated in, I have two certifications, did not, um, did not really teach the business of coaching. So <laughs> I would say find a coaching program, if possible, that really focuses, includes the business of coaching. Because um, I think it's incredibly important for a coach to understand the business of coaching so that there is a solid foundation upon which he or she then can coach. Because it can really undermine your confidence if you don't have the clients that you need to move your coaching business forward. Well, Rose, thank you so much for sharing your story today. If there's someone out there that wants to kind of up level and uh, kind of maybe unblock their creativity. Is there a website for your practice? Yes, it's uh, easy. It's rosecorick.com. And that's R-O-S-E-C-O-R-R-I-C-K.com. That's right. And you can, you can book a free discovery session with me and we can chat and get to know each other. And I would uh, love to work with you. Well, Rose, thank you again for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lee. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. Yeah.